Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spiegel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. We are happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is using AI to generate SEO-rich content. Today's guest is the founder of Outranking.io, a leading platform in using AI to research, write, and optimize website, website content. A big hello to Pakil Shaw. Hi. Hey, Andy, uh, thank you so much for having me uh, on your show. I'm super excited. You know, we're excited to have you. SEO is one of our favorite topics as it is also important to business owners. So let's talk about, start right there. Let's talk about how important SEO is in terms of producing original content and what is needed to rank high organically and to drive substantial substantial website traffic. What do you think? Uh, so it's like, it's, uh, there's a few moving parts in here, uh, but uh, if we were to summarize this and say like, uh, what is gonna be the most important for SEO in terms of producing original content, I would say research uh, is mandatory. You need absolutely outstanding research, whether that's internal or external to come up with the most valuable content that your customers are gonna love or your audience uh, who you're trying to target uh, through uh, SEO is going to love. That's That's super important. And then to create, like, drive substantial web traffic, I'd say be consistent, keep delivering value, keep creating content that is strategic, uh, targets a specific keyword, and nails that user intent for each of these keywords that you're trying to rank for. So sum it up, um, it's a three or four moving parts, but I would say outstanding research, create content which is original based on that research, uh, and uh create content with uh, uh, with, a, with, a, with, with, some, with an objective in mind of uh, catering to your audience and serving that user intent. So original content that is actually helpful. Yes, absolutely. And I think originality is, is really important, right? So if, if you're writing something that, that's out there on the web repeated a thousand times, uh, more than likely your users already found value over there. They're hanging around over there. They have tons of backlinks over there for you to get ahead of that is going to be a consistent challenge. So how do you be more valuable? How can you create content which goes above and beyond what your competitors have already done is uh, what's going to define how good, your, how good your content is and whether it can actually outrank your competition. And so I have, you know, trying to understand. So if you got an original piece of content, can you duplicate it across your platforms, right? If you put it on your blog, you put it on your website, you put it here, you put it there, or does that diminish some of the, some of the juice you could get out of the SEO? 
No, it does not. So there is no problem in duplicating content. This is one of the uh, very uh, wrong ideologies that uh, it has been there for like many times that duplicate content is somehow going to harm your website. So if you're duplicating content across your own website, mm -hmm. uh, that's your content. That's not going to devalue at your site. Sure, it might take away some opportunities that you could additionally target for some other keywords or some other information, but it's not essentially going to harm you. Uh, it's not going to provide you any additional value, but it's not going to harm you. Um, you can also repurpose this content. So let's say if uh, there's some content on your website and you repurpose it to be a presentation on SlideShare or make a small video out of it um, or just any like, you know, repurpose it uh, or make a smaller post on LinkedIn, right? And link it back. That's okay. Just uh, if you're going over to LinkedIn and writing a post, you know, uh, it, it, it better be original, uh, but you can summarize that. You can create a shorter piece and link it back, right? So what I'd say is that duplicate content is not going to harm you. It's not going to help you in a tremendous way, but it's not going to harm you. Well, that's good to know. Now, my next question, I had the same question for an SEO expert, Shane Barker, who was on a few episodes back, but I'm, I'm curious on what you think on it. What percent of SEO traffic do you believe depends on your content and what percent do you believe on the backlinks the people that link to your content giving it some some juice uh it's uh i i'm not sure if it's uh the right the, uh, if the right answer would be to put uh, a number tag on each of these things and say that this is 50 this is 50 um, if if you were to say what are the most important factors to help your page rank One's going to be content itself. Uh, and I'll give you an exam, a, a few examples where I have created content that ranks on Google uh, for some intermediary, uh, like, you know, some okay competition and some low comp competing keywords very easily uh, with a low domain authority and even without zero backlinks. Uh, just because the content is amazing, uh, it's providing so much more value than what's out there and users are more likely to click bring it up and stay there, right? Um, well, as opposed to some really competing keywords, uh, even if you create great content, you'll still linger around that, you know, uh, I mean, fifth, sixth, seventh, or uh, 20th position, right? Then you really need some backlinks to get up there. So uh, both of them are super important. Uh, backlinks suggest how authoritative your content is, and good content suggests that you really have value for your audience. So I think it's both super important. Uh, I, I wouldn't say one is 50 and the other is 50. I just say they're both equally important. And so your service, it handles the producing of the content. Now, I did a, a video tutorial where I looked at your website. And to me, your service seemed really slick. But can you describe the process to our listeners? Yes, yes, absolutely. So uh, there are many. So we are essentially um, an AI writing, uh, content writing, optimization and research tool. Uh, and we put research first, right? So uh, what, uh, what Outranking really does is that when, let's say, you're trying to create a content which ranks for content marketing or content strategy, um, when you enter that particular keyword in Google, we analyze the top 50 pages out of it, understand what's really making them stick identify those metrics, and then come up with a plan to guide you through writing that content. So uh, writing really good content starts with an outline, and uh, we have AI processes built in that help you curate this outline. Then once you have the outline, 
it's producing the bullet points under those outlines. So uh, this is where the research comes into play. And this is what where majority of the writers spend most of their time is finding out information to include in each sections of your content. We automate that. So you can click one, I mean, uh, generate concepts and it'll go find existing information, existing research, read through that research and identify concepts and uh, key information uh, or facts that should be uh, used to influence the AI in writing paragraphs for you or writing content for you or helping you guide uh, the writing process. So uh, that's that's what we do. And you can select this concept and build out paragraphs based on that uh, factual information. So uh, we're very, um, very focused towards research aspect. Research is super mandatory if you wanna create ranking content. And uh, that's where we use AI uh, to help you build some amazing content. And where do your customers post this content? Where are they using it at? So they're so we have customers creating content for DevOps that they write for SaaS companies. Uh, we have customers creating recipe posts. Uh, uh, there are small uh, solopreneurs. Uh, there are affiliate bloggers. Uh, there are uh, product-related blogs, information blogs. So we have all sorts of people creating content which they want to drive traffic through organically. Mm-hmm. Now, how important do you believe that having a solid SEO content strategy is to the success of the company? Do you need to be focusing on SEO to be able to grow? Um, absolutely, right? So uh, it really depends on your growth strategy. Um, so let's like uh, let's let's rewind back a little bit and say, right, like whether you need an SEO strategy or not. So uh, if you're starting out a SaaS product, right, like if you have a software as a service that you're trying to sell, and you identified your personas, you identified the people and the problems that you are solving, and you want to go after, uh, you kind of start. You need to start uh, building out content that enables this audience, right? So that's the first piece of information that you're going to put out on your website is going to be helping your audience reach a specific goal, which is being successful with your product uh, or whatever it is that you're selling, right? Or answering questions related to whatever that you're selling. Now, once you, once you have understood that, what you really need to understand is how do you drive consistent traffic uh, and sell and uh, basically get this content or this enablement in front of that audience uh, as, as much as possible so that it can drive you conversions, right? So that's that's what ideally any business wants from writing content online. Having an SEO content strategy uh, in the very beginning might sound far-fetched, but having a strategy will help you, will keep uh, you aligned with these goals, right? Like what you are trying to create for your customers and what will drive organic traffic to uh, those kind of content. Keeping both of this in mind, if you do it from the very beginning, you can lay out some really good foundation, right? So uh, you can start small, you can start building out content, which is valuable to your customers. And also it's SEO optimized using tools like OutRanking. Uh, and uh, Go from there, have a very solid outline, go to the content piece and make sure you have them CTAs and stuff like that, right? So you need to position yourself by creating really good content. Uh, then, I mean, uh, you need to create content that enables your audience to uh, audience that you are selling to. Uh, you have to keep your ROI in mind to make sure that whatever content that you're going to create right now is going to have long-term value. If nobody's get, discovering your content, then it's just going to lay there and eat the dust, right? It's not useful for mm-hmm, anyone. Mm-hmm. So 
if you are putting so much effort in writing content that enables your customer, why not create content that can also drive organic traffic? Uh, and now, more than ever, this is super competitive. Everyone is going to Google and searching for a problem that they're having and in, hope, in hopes for finding an answer. You need to be there. Uh, that's where people find most of the information now is searching and you know just uh, having a self-guided journey and reaching that self-guided solution. And you need to be there when they are asking for that help. So it's super important to have a really good SEO content strategy and creating content, which is really amazing and delivers super value to your customers. So when you say SEO content strategy, what do you mean? Do you mean the articles that you write, the keywords you are researching, the frequency that you're releasing content? Well, what, what's involved in that? So uh, an SEO content strategy, so I, how would you start uh, a content strategy? So I would start with personas, understanding what problems this personas face and how my, pro my product is solving those personas. And then coming up with list of keywords based on that information uh, that people are searching for in Google. Once you have that keyword list, understanding what keywords will drive you most amount of value, which is uh, uh, you'd probably want to focus on in, uh, informational uh, or keywords that have direct, like have high CPCs. Uh, it's like buying intent keywords and stuff like this. You need to figure out that once you have that, you can start creating content. So when you start creating content, you'd need to create your titles uh, that you need to go after your outlines and your content, right? So a strategy would be to come up with uh, keywords to go after that your customers are searching for in Google and are mm -hmm. also going to drive you some conversion and some, uh, and some sales. And so your service it's really working once you have that strategy in place and you have that those ideas is to, to find or is your service helping create the strategy itself? So no, our service is specifically to help you guide uh, with the content planning itself for a specific piece that you want to rank. So you'd still need to, uh, there are many great tools out there that you can use to type one keyword and they'll suggest you a few variations or a few different niches around that that you could potentially target. So go through that list. Uh, and there are many tools out there. Um, there's SEMrush, Href, Moth, right? There's many tools out there, uh, some great tools. You can find information related to what keywords you want to go after. And once you have that keyword, just keyword, then you can come to our ranking and create a plan on how to rank for that particular keyword. Now, if you're not using outranking and you, and you guys are, are fairly new, what was the traditional ways that companies would produce content? Would they do it in-house? Would they hire a freelance writer? What, what were some of the ways that were, were being done? So there's, there's a few ways, and we've explored all of these uh, over the course of a period of time. So uh, there are companies who create content using internal resources, so uh, internal experts uh, and internal knowledge. Uh, there are companies who use external uh, freelancers uh, to uh, help them write on a specific niche that they are working with. Uh, there are agencies that can help you write content at scale, uh, write more, um, there's three or four, I mean, yeah, there's this three ways uh, potentially a company would generate content. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, that's, that's the three ways that they would generate content. And then- but I'm uh, sorry, what, those three ways, I, I got two, internal 
and external. What, what was the third? So there's internal, uh, there's external. Uh, well, yeah, internal and external are categories, sure. Uh, is internal and external, yes. Uh, in terms of external, there's agencies and freelancers uh, oh, that okay. can help you, right. So internal expert, external freelancer, external agency. Right. Okay. And what are the flaws with each of those? So uh, one of the major flaws that uh, I have experienced uh, uh, in uh, my professional career is the lack of uh, understanding of the product or uh, knowledge base. So uh, when, let's say, for example, you are creating content for uh, a product that helps you deliver or a product that helps you drive you conversion uh, using some customer mapping tool, uh, something like that, right? Oh, it's very specific. Uh, when you are search, when you're trying to rank for a particular keyword like this, the information that you have from you know your product is, is you have right. So you're gonna have to provide that brief to someone who will then potentially understand this and try to make sense of it and then write for you. The flaw here is that often uh, there's miscommunication. Uh, the person who's writing this content might not understand the content, uh, the context, or the niche very well to be able to write that content. Uh, or the instructions that uh, essentially the customer has provided to uh, the client has provided uh, to the freelancer or the agency is not uh, sufficient to come up with the good content that can help them rank, right? So these are some of the flaws uh, and they both lead to practically saying that the research is poor. Uh, the, the amount of research that you feed in to come up with really good content is, uh, is not there yet. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of like a game of telephone I play with my kids, right? It's going to be lost in translation. Absolutely. And uh, I think so many times. So think about uh, there are some niches which are very technical, right? So you're writing for developer-related product, or you're writing about a very new technology that was just released. Let's say you had a press release today and the technology was released today. That information might be on SERP, but it's not the best information out there, right? So if you create just based on that, you're more likely just going to create things that are out there and isn't that solid. So in that case, you need your custom research. So, right, like making sure that that knowledge is translated to whoever is writing that content or whatever product is helping you write that content is super important now. If you really want to stand out from the crowd, you need information that nobody has or uh, you have it better than anybody else. No, I think you touched on this, but so is that the most important thing that a business should be paying attention to when they're thinking about uh, what content to create? Uh, I, I, I didn't quite get that question. Well, where where is it? What is the most important thing? Is it who writes it? Is it the keywords? I guess what what's the most important thing when creating content? So the most important thing when creating SEO content is uh, with the keyword that you want to go after you'd add that in and then you understand all the key elements of user intent that makes that keyword or content rank, right? And then come up with a plan to create content around those elements uh, to help you rank. And those elements need to be based on good research, good information, uh, things that delivers value to your customer. Now, your service uses artificial intelligence and to give the outline of the content and, and the idea of some of the keywords extent, but... Do you think that a 100% AI solution will ever be there to replace human writers, at least anytime <laughs> soon, where you can just plug it in and an article shoots out? 
<laughs> uh, I I really uh, don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, and like just to, to just touch base, right? Like we're not uh, a regular AI tool. We're not traditional AI tool. We believe research is mandatory, uh, with or without AI. And instead of focusing on letting the AI write fluff for you, uh, we use AI to identify facts and concepts from any research or text that, you know, you can then influence the AI to write upon. So it's very different, right? So uh, I, I, I think uh, it's going to be paramount of importance for writers to learn how to use AI in their workflow going further. Uh, and the sooner they, you know, get acquainted with this reality, the better they'll be equipped uh, to write faster and better. Uh, but I think that AI is here to make them a better writer, not replace them. And that's absolutely not what we try to convey to our audiences. We are not going to, uh, we're not going to build a tool that will write for you. It's going to require you uh, to do some, I mean, you know, to have some workflows and processes uh, and extract information from our ranking to write better, uh, not, not to replace that. Well, that's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking I'd have some more books out in no time. Hey, um, so your clients, they take this, this AI information and do they use it in-house? Or are they sending it off to those other solutions to the external agency or the external freelancer? So uh, we, we've had uh, quite a few audiences, right? So one is who would go through this entire process themselves and do it uh, more sort of an SEO manager uh, or a person with significant SEO or at least an intermediary SEO knowledge uh, doing all of these together uh, and then creating the first draft using our ranking and then uh, using a third-party service to uh, edit it, uh, finish it, and put it to the fine line. Uh, there are also content writers. So we've also noticed uh, agencies uh, working on our platform uh, where they have segregated workflow where someone creates the outline and someone writes the content and then someone else edits uh, and uh, pushes through the finish line. So there's multiple personas involved here. Uh, one person uh, equipped with uh, a little bit of SEO knowledge, a little bit of AI writing knowledge uh, and understanding of what makes content stick with your audience can do all of it. Or you can uh, break it down into uh, an SEO manager, a content writer, and maybe an editor. Now, do you have any success stories from a client or two that you could share? Yes, absolutely, right? So uh, with numerous uh, solopreneurs and business and freelance writers uh, creating uh, practically thousands of posts every day on our tranking, uh, and our group is flooded with examples of uh, people sharing uh, how they were able to rank with the uh, the content that they've written uh, on our ranking, some with just clicks and not even using keyboards, uh, but uh, they were able to rank in as little as a couple of weeks and uh, a, a few days for a very less authoritative sites. So there's plenty of examples that we have associated with that. Uh, some are also on our website that uh, our audience can check it out. Now, is there any challenges that you sometimes struggle with with getting results for your clients? Is there a learning curve on, on using your system or, or any, any sort of challenges when somebody signs up that they, they face? Uh, is one biggest challenge is uh, with the shift in thinking that AI is going to write for us. AI is great for some creative brainstorming and stuff like that. Uh, but what has happened is that with the rise of this text and how many AI writing platforms out there, uh, what more and more people have started comprehending is that this is going to be the solution for them. Uh, they'll somehow one day 
uh, click one button and wake up to a complete draft. Uh, that's not going to be a reality anytime soon. Uh, and this is one of the biggest problems that we face when we are conveying the value of outranking to our existing audience is that we're not here to write everything for you. Our product is not here to write everything for you. Our product is here to help you write faster uh, with better research and better quality. Uh, but a human touch is absolutely essential here. You cannot replace that. So that's one of the major things that we uh, find uh, difficulties communicating with our audience, uh, just because that's the persona that we've been getting. Uh, and the second is... Um, there's a learning curve to the platform, right? Um, if you right any 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 platform, you're going to have that, of course. Right, right. Like, and, and the the problem maybe it's not even a problem, right? So, uh, the more powerful or the more the more powerful the platform gets, uh, the more complex it gets. The more uh, that means that the, you're able to do a lot more with a little bit of learning in it, and that's where we are, right? So there is a learning curve, and maybe a little higher than. Uh, some of the easy AI writers that write out of thin air, right? We we have a little more than that. Uh, but once you get a hang of the platform, once you get a really understanding of how concepts and research and pulling out this information automatically works in our tranking, you can be uh, uh, you can be a writing weapon. <laughs> and how how old is outranking.com? When did you guys launch? So uh, we had an initial prototype running in January. Uh, it was very small and we had uh, 30, 40 people uh, uh, constantly every day come in and checking out the tool and using the, to using the tool to download some reports on SERP analysis. Um, so we started building out this uh, platform early January. And this we year. had, yeah, of this year actually. This so year. I'll wow. tell you All about right. the success. Uh, and uh, we had a working uh, prototype uh, where, which can collect payments and stuff like that as well. Uh, in April, we thought of uh, testing the waters and seeing if people like the product and see if uh, anyone would pay for it. So we started running a small um, lifetime deal just to get those early adopters in. Within like literally five days, we had thousand people sign up. Wow! Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just all over the place. And <laughs> we had all of a sudden we had enough capital to sustain for a year without having to do anything. So that was great. Um, and uh, we did some similar tactics later to uh, just crowdsource and, uh, you know, get some initial funding going. And we started building out the core parts of the system in June uh, about the factual research and extracting information and uh, sentiments from existing information to help you write better content. Uh, this That happened just about a couple of months ago. Uh, we have uh, approximately 12,000 people writing content on our platform now. So well, that's uh, incredible in a year. Yeah. So practically we launched the product like literally in April, right? So less than five, six months. Wow. Now you must have seen the problem. What, what was the problem that you saw that you decided you were able to solve with without ranking? So when we, uh, the one initial problem was the process in which you go about creating SEO content. Uh, what we saw is that majority of the audience out there was recommending that you create content for SEO using topics or key phrases that they identify from ranking pages. Uh, and how many times those key phrases have been used? So uh, per se, keyword density. Uh, 
uh, in our opinion, that is the most useless way of going about creating content. Uh, you should never focus on how many times you should use a particular keyword in a content. You should focus more on delivering value first uh, than worrying about whether you have a particular keyword like 10 times or 50 times in your uh, content. It's just, uh, mm. it's, it's, it doesn't make sense to us. So uh, the way we designed our system was to weigh components of on-page SEO elements based on uh, keyword data. So keyword data, this is not topics that you extract from pages, but this are keyword, uh, keywords that people are searching for in Google. These are questions that people are searching for in Google and using that information to guide the structuring of your content. So that was a major thing lacking in majority of the competitors that we saw out there. So we started solving that particular problem. When we got to uh, GPT-3, we realized that the problem with GPT-3 was that it cannot write facts. Uh, it, it is great at coming up with creative content. Uh, it is great at brainstorming. It's great at writing uh, fictional books and but and. Uh, content that can you know use uh, lots of active guidance uh, that's great but it still doesn't solve the problem of factual research right like things you really want to include in your content if you cannot uh, drive how you create that kind of content then it's essentially a problem because you're consistently rewriting stuff you're consistently deleting stuff and finding new information to add it right it just makes the process even more uh, gruesome so to solve that particular problem we looked a little beyond GPT-3 and say, what can we do to systematically extract information, which are facts from existing research, your research, SERP research, any research that you have, and then feed that information to AI to help you write. And that's exactly what we solved with concepts as a feature that we call it. Uh, it goes, reads existing information, weights it based on how important it is to the headline or the section that you're creating, and then pulls out concepts from it, which are the core element of either a sentence or a paragraph uh, or a couple of sentences, but it's summarized in a way that then can be influenced, uh, uh, that can be used to feed into GPT-3 then and help you write factual information. Now, how crowded is this space? Do you guys have a, a lot of competitors doing similar uh, stuff or have you just completely created something new here? So with the, the research and the concept aspect of our outranking, this is our strongest differentiator is that we help you write factual content using uh, research that we do automatically for you. Uh, that's one of the biggest differentiators. And that's why content writers are coming to our platform and writing content every day is, is because that they can rely on this, right? You don't want, if, if, if someone is paying you money, uh, you don't want to rely on the GPT-3 probabilities to help you create content that might be facts or might be fiction, right? That's not a game you want to play. So that's why writers are coming to our, our platform. But uh, in terms of indirect competition, yes, we have plenty of uh, competition uh, in terms of AI writers, right? There's just so many AI writers out there um, that can do specific creative writings or help you write books and stuff like that. And some of them are really good uh, at what they do. Uh, but when it comes to long form blog post, which requires factual information, we've got the differentiator here uh, because anything else that you see out there is probably going to be content spinning. Now, before we get into to who's using your services, there's always a question I like to ask guests is on your personal journey as an entrepreneur, are there any business books that have, you can attribute to your success? Uh, 
I started reading very late, actually, into my career uh, when I, I was trying to uh, be an entrepreneur, uh, initially failed one and then going back to workforce and then starting another company. Uh, but along the lines, I've read a couple of uh, really good books. Uh, and one was the 22 Imitable Laws of Marketing. Uh, it's something that I really love. I There's one more book that I read on building great products, uh, products that actually uh, uh, can lead to sort of habits. And it was a hook, uh, I believe. Uh, those are the two books that I've uh, really read and enjoy. Uh, and uh, I, I was going to, uh, uh, yeah, there's a couple of other books uh, that I've read, uh, but these are the two that really popped out. Now let's talk about your, your customer base, your users. Who is, if they're out there listening, would you say you absolutely need to try our service? So if you are, a freelance writer, you are an editor, you are a solo entrepreneur who really wants your content to rank and you want to drive sustainable uh, revenue source to your uh, sustainable revenue through organic traffic, you need to try outranking. Uh, if you are a freelancer and creating content for your customers uh, who need factual information, who needs really good content, which is well-researched, uh, and you are writing for a niche that you have no idea about, you need to use outranking. And if you are a content marketing manager that just writes uh, internally for the company using internal resources, uh, writing for tech products that you have absolutely no knowledge about, um, you can use outranking to understand those facts from internal documents and write content uh, based on those facts that can help you rank as well. So I'd say all three personas uh, really uh, like you to go and try out ranking, uh, see if it solves your specific challenge of writing a, uh, writing long form blog post content, which is well researched uh, using AI uh, in half the time. And where where do they go to try out your service? So uh, you can go to outranking o u t r a n k i n g dot i o. Uh, that's the website. Uh, you can go there. There's a free trial. Uh, you can uh, try it out, no credit card required, uh, spin up a couple of documents, use some credits, and uh, write some amazing content. Well, that's great. Now, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up today? Uh, I would also add that we're currently running a grandfather deal. Uh, that means that your documents unused will be rollovers. So it's the best deal out there. Uh, check it out. Uh, give Outranking a try. There's a free trial, no credit card required. Uh, and uh, there is a promotion going on right now. Second thing, uh, before we wrap it up, I'd say don't be scared of AI. Uh, and e even if it generates fluff and fiction for you, uh, even if you don't want it to, don't be scared of it. Just learn how to use it better uh, and be a better and a faster writer. I think it's going to be of paramount importance that you learn this tech uh, to be successful at writing. Now, I didn't quite understand. You said there's a, a grandfather deal. What, what is that? So uh, we are running um, an early adopter deal that is uh, ending uh, in December, uh, which means that any documents, uh, it's it's the best price, uh, the first thing. The second the second thing is that any documents or any unused credits that you have left over from a particular month gets rolled over to your next month. So you don't lose on anything, uh, which is uh, sort of subscription with rollover. Well, that's great. Well, there you go. If you are listening to this and it's before December of 2021, head over to take advantage of that deal and we'll put a link in the show notes. Now that's it. Thank you for joining us today. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much, Andy, for having me. This was great. Uh, it was great chatting with you and uh, conversating on this topic. So thank you so much for having me.
You're welcome. Now, for listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding outranking.io or connecting with Bank Hill, you will find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our all-new podcast resource center available at www.makeeachclickcount.com. We have compiled all the different past guests by show topic and included each of their contact informations in case you would like more information on any of the services that I've discussed during previous episodes. That's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.